Welcome to Freedom Matters Today. This is week 10, part 1 of our series, Freedom from Fascism, a Christian response to mass formation psychosis. I am Michael J. Sutton. The theme for this week is Mass Formation Psychosis and Religion. Why are the churches lying about taxation? The question for today's podcast is, why does the church look like the world? The church today hardly resembles a gathering of people who follow Jesus Christ. The church looks, smells, acts and resembles something earthly, worldly and temporal. Jesus cautioned his disciples against allying themselves with the world. He stressed the need to be different, to show by their love that they were the disciples of Christ. John 13.35 Jesus said that a true Christian will always be at enmity with the world, will always have trouble, and will always face persecution of some form. John 16.33 This is the cost of discipleship. Luke 14.28 Christian fascists deny all of this. They, after all, love the world. Just go to some of their churches. Why does the church look like the world? Well, to avoid following Jesus. The author of James in chapter 4 verse 4 tells his readers a truism that Friendship with the world means enmity against God. He also says that anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. These are strong but clear words. Jesus sums up the relationship of Christians with the world in John's Gospel, chapter 15, verses 18 to 20. If the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. If you belong to the world, it would love you as its own. As it is, you do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. That is why the world hates you. Remember what I told you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will persecute you also. In this world, you will have trouble. Christ does not believe that it is possible for any of his followers to escape the world unscathed. He expects they will face persecution. He expects continual difficulties with the world. During COVID hysteria, Christian fascists were quick to argue that the lockdowns and church closures and vaccine passports were not forms of persecution. Of course they were. The states engaged in intense Christian persecution for two years. More will come. The church's failing is their faith in the West not in God. The West is no different from the East or the Up or the Down. The world is always at war with God's people. The Apostle John goes further, arguing that the world is not impartial, but under the control of the devil. He writes in 1 John 4 verse 4, He who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Therefore they speak of the world and the world hears them. See also 1 John 5.19 You will not hear this in church, or at least not openly. I know a number of Christian fascists who will have a heart attack if they read this or heard this. They don't believe in the devil because they're religious atheists. 
But why follow Jesus when you can have political power? Christian fascists don't bother following Jesus because they crave a kingdom on this earth, political power. Their craving for power is insatiable. The churches ignore the Bible in favour of alliances with the temporal authorities, the state. They fawn after political operatives that pay them even the scantiest attention. They claim anyone a brother, even if they entertain the vaguest notions of the existence of God. Since the end of the 19th century, many churches now involve themselves in education and social service provision. These networks provide political support and economic patronage for Christian fascism. Out of misguided loyalty, many graduates who have no faith in Christ support Christian fascism, its values and beliefs. Where the church ends and the state begins is now a matter of conjecture. Marx was wrong. The old regime survived into capitalism, shapes it and controls it in many ways. It is aristocratic, class-based, xenophobic and powerful. Christian fascism is the attempt of fake Christians to align with or capture the state for political and economic power. The result is a religious disease that has wreaked havoc in our world, much like other political movements such as communism or secular fascism. But Christian fascism is not new. The church looks like the world in every age. If I can quote from Jude, who wrote a deliciously short letter of 25 verses, I like Jude, like him I don't mince words. I prefer to be plain speaking and clear. But Jude could have been writing of Christian fascists when he said these words, These people are blemishes at your love feasts, eating with you without the slightest qualm, shepherds who feed only themselves. They are clouds without rain, blown along by the wind, autumn trees without fruit and uprooted, twice dead. They are wild waves of the sea, foaming up their shame, wandering stars for whom blackest darkness has been reserved forever. Jude 12-13 to 13. There is a disease of Christianity worse than the plague. That sums up Christian fascists. They are not Christians, yet they have shaped or deformed Christianity for centuries. Theirs are the wars, the pogroms, the witch trials, the sectarianism, the enmities. They inhabit most Christian assemblies. They have their own sordid agenda and spend every waking moment opposing the gospel of Christ. Anyone in their churches who seeks to promote the gospel is thwarted, undermined, expelled or destroyed. Christian fascists are a law unto themselves and obey no law other than their own. They are also a blight on the stability of a nation. These people are a source of division, entranced by corruption, and they undermine political authority, confusing the population. The greatest threat to the gospel is not the government, but the Western Church. As I have said and continue to say and will not stop saying, the greatest threat for the gospel, the work of Christianity, is not the government, but the church. The government is essential for maintaining law and order, and while it may exceed authority or lapse in duties over the centuries, every society needs stability. Why does the church look like the world? Well, it is easier to force people to change their behaviour 
than to let God change their hearts. Christian fascists despise the Spirit of God. I have called these people Christian fascists. I believe the title suits them. They are the first fascists. The idea that God speaks through his Spirit to people who believe means an alternative source of authority for life. This they cannot tolerate, and so they created the Church from the Assemblies, priests and bishops from the Elders, and denominations from the Fellowship of the Spirit. God calls each of us to faith. He gives us his Spirit. He teaches us from his Word, guides us and loves us. This Spirit-led source of personal authority is always the target for Christian fascists. They envy our faith, despise our personal relationship with God, scoff at the resurrection and the truth of the Bible, and mock God. Their religion is about morality and ritual and rules and laws, a love of legalism and conventions. Some seek God to find peace and freedom. By experience, I have discovered an awful truth. There are two kinds of those who seek intimacy with God. There are some who genuinely seek to know God, or to know the release from whatever bind them. Many go to church seeking to find release or liberation, hope or freedom. Often they never find it, but they keep attending, hoping that they might find what they so earnestly seek. Christian fascists, on the other hand, are spiritual vampires. Some want to feast on spiritual energy, but stay away from God. The second group of people seeking are like, for want of a better term, spiritual vampires. They crave to be around people of faith. They like to bathe in their aura, and they feast on the energy that comes out of those who know God. There is a powerful spiritual energy to people of faith, a joy, a happiness, an excitement. This excitement can be intoxicating. Why does the church look like the world? We see this psychological condition in many situations. They want a little bit of God, a little bit of faith, a little bit of holiness, a little bit of spirituality. Many don't want to change, they don't want to know God personally and don't want to get too involved. They like their life the way it is, a religion without faith, a walk without difficulty, a life without suffering, a salvation without the cross, a God without the new creation, on their terms. The churches are full of these people. They hang around people of faith like bees to honey or flies to coleslaw. Why does the church look like the world? Because many Christians cannot tell the difference between spiritual change and psychological manipulation. Many leaders in Christian assemblies lack discernment. Sadly, many Christians do not see the difference. They often appoint Christian fascists to positions of authority and before long, the devastation ensures, lives are wrecked, people are destroyed. Churches become the plaything for these power-hungry, abusive religious frauds. They can wield incredible power over people for generations. I have seen it. So have many. These people are Christian fascists, the nominal Christians, the spiritual vampires, the enemies of faith, 
and of God. These people use their positions of power in churches for their own personal gratification and abuse. Why does the church look like the world? Because Christians have fallen asleep. Christians need to wake up before it's too late. In the 1920s and 1930s, Christianity was derailed in America by the temperance movement. In the 1980s, it was derailed by the so-called moral majority movement. Now it is being derailed by Christian fascism, a political movement deadlier than COVID. Christian fascism is a disease in Christian assemblies, especially in the West. There is so much nominal Christianity and the culture war. Many Americans have no idea what Christianity is about. Many Westerners have no idea what Jesus said. Most people think Christianity is the church and that being a Christian means attending Mass or turning up on Sunday. But not everyone in Christianity who claims to be a Christian is one. Not everything Christian is in fact Christian. Jesus is not an American. He did not vote Republican or vote for Trump, nor did Jesus vote for Biden. Jesus does not support the American wars. Christian fascists have been the cause of most of the religious problems in our world and in our history. Google it. Most religious wars were cultural or about money and power. Many Christians are asleep today because of laziness, the culture war and the love of money. If you are going to stand up for something, rest on the promises of God. Remember, God does not promise what he does not promise, but all his promises are sure. As Paul writes, For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. And so through him the Amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. 2 Corinthians 1.20 Beyond these promises, we walk alone. Remember, freedom matters today because you matter to God. Thank you for listening to this podcast. You can read today's podcast on our blog at freedommatterstoday.com or listen to all the earlier episodes of Freedom from Fascism. Join me tomorrow for another episode of Freedom Matters Today.